And we are live on YouTube. Hey, it's Bill Gross here, uh, EXP Realty, the LA probate expert. And this is our Thursday, 4 p.m. probate weekly call. Really excited today to have a special guest. Uh, I'll introduce him in just a second, uh, Joel Epstein. Um, but here we are, uh, June 3rd, uh, summertime right around the corner here in Southern California. We're starting to open up. Business is hot. Who here, uh, go ahead into the chat room, who here's business is like on fire already and you just really blown it up? Who's got buyers, you got some, some deals, some listings you're working on, some listing leads you're working on? Who here besides me is just blown up? I'll, I'll share with you guys, one of my premises in this business is, I've been in this business since 1986. Okay, starting the mortgage business, I've been real estate sales and management. There has never been a better time to make money, either income or build wealth in real estate in my entire career than right now. And I know I say that all the time, but every day there's more opportunities. I think there's more uncertainty. And if you can find your path and have certainty, people are drawn to that in this market. And one thing is for darn sure, there is more money available in this business than ever before. You find a, a deal, people will throw money at it. And I think also I want to say that be careful about your mindset because people say there's no inventory. What I'll say to you is it's 50% harder to get a listing today than six months ago, but it's 51% easier to get it sold. So we should make sure that we're looking for deals all the time. We're looking for motivated sellers who need to sell. We need our help, we need our service. And our job is to help those people to be successful in their process. Now, you know, I've been doing these calls now for about a year and a half. And um, my premise when I started was, while companies that sell probate data only teach two ways to get business. They teach you, they'll sell you data and say either cold call petitioners or cold call attorneys. And I find that most real estate agents who've tried these services have gone through the training and then bought the data, find that a very difficult road to hope. My premise is there's actually 11 ways, nine other ways to make a sale in real estate if you're an agent or an investor. And really, if you focus on building relationships, going deep is more productive than going wide. I'm living proof of that. And one of my very close friends, coaches, longtime colleague in the business, uh, partner in a business, uh, Joel Epstein coaches real estate agents and mortgage loan officers every day on how to, rather than just focus on transactions, how to build relationships. And I get asked all the time on this call and text and, and social media, the number one question I get asked, I think most consistently is, how do I build relationships with attorneys? I'm curious who in this call is interested in how to build more relationships to get business with attorneys, probate attorneys in particular, either raise your hand or put it in the chat box, yes. Yes, 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 me, 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 me. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I've asked that question. I get that question all the time. And I always say to people that, you know, there's a, there's a longer answer to that. And I, I teach a class once in a while. But I was talking to my friend and coach, Joel, who is the master at teaching how to build relationships, in my opinion, the master. There's no other coach teaching realtors that specifically at the deep level he does. And he teaches this process and has taught it for a long time to real estate agents. And because we're friends, I don't have to pay him. <laughs> so I appreciate having him here today. Uh, <laughs> my, my good friend and coach and mentor and longtime colleague, um, bigjoel.com, Joel Epstein. Welcome, Joel. Uh, thanks for having me, Bill. I'm, uh, I'm uh, coming, in, coming in hot from Washington, DC from the East Coast today. Just had a nice thunderstorm. It's all good. What's a thunderstorm? Yeah, exactly. I don't. I, every time I hear that, it never rains in California song. It just makes me matter and matter and matter. So I'll just put it out there. We had a we had a good one. I, I heard the I heard the golf course. Uh, you know the siren going. They get off the course now with your irons. Uh, but uh, while I was I was smoking some wings. It was a wing smoking night. So I had to lift a Traeger into the garage so it didn't get wet that was not pretty so that's where i'm at it's all good okay so um let's 
let's start with the premise of your, let's say your, the thesis you're coaching, which is the crush system about relationships. And kind of, if you may give me a summary on how do you approach realtors getting more business and contrast that with kind of the standard coaching that they get just to start with? Well, I mean, the first thing I do in a live event or I'll, usually I'll go around the room and I'll ask people, we can just so we don't uh, use up too much time. I'll ask agents, I'll say, hey, if, we, if you and I were over at, uh, uh, at, at a mutual friend's house and we were uh, over at the, um, at the shrimp table because our friend uh, had a lot of money and threw great parties and we were over at the shrimp table and I looked over, you looked at me and said, who are you? And I said, I'm Joel. And you said, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a coach. I have, I have a published book. I'm an author. I, uh, I, I, I run uh, all kinds of different trainings and real estate and mortgage and outside the business around my book. And I, per my wife, I get to travel around the country and eat good food. She doesn't think I work. And then I turn around and say to you, uh, what do you do? And then I like to hear agents' answers. And they're just most of the answers are just awesomely phenomenal. You know, I help people with the American dream. I heard cats. You know, I do. There's all kinds of really cool answers, but nobody ever answers the right way. So I start off by teaching agents that your answer every time, 100% of the time, always time is I'm a real estate expert. Anything from the front walk to the back fence is me. Anything having to do with real estate is me. I spend my whole career making sure I'm an expert in all types of residential real estate um, because everyone on this call misses referrals and all kinds of things because people really don't know what you do. Again, that's for we cover that in our crush training and everything. And I don't want to eat a bunch of time on that. But if you think about this for a minute, you know, what I try to do is get an agent's heads right away. And, and, and this usually makes people kind of come all into me and want to hear more or just turn off like they think I don't know what I'm talking about. When I tell agents that your job is not to write contracts, it's not to yell at home inspectors. Your job is to find people who know people who want to buy or sell real estate, become best friends with those people and get them to refer the people to you. Your job is to get referrals not write contracts. If you have referrals, you'll write a lot of contracts. But if you don't have any referrals, you're not writing any contracts. You're not listing any houses. You're not selling any houses. So, you know, one of the big things I find with agents is that they're taught very traditionally and they're usually thinking the wrong way. And I just try to get in their head a little bit and maybe move them like 10 degrees to the right or to the left and just get them looking at things a little differently. Your only job all day long is to get referrals. That's your only job. And if that's the only thing you thought about, you would have referrals coming out your ears. Some of the best agents in the country do not make any outbound phone calls whatsoever. They take inbound calls. Now, you can say, oh, you're full of it. You don't know what you're talking about, whatever. I do. I work with these people. I've worked with them for years. I know exactly what they do. They literally take inbound calls. Now, does that happen in two seconds? No. It takes a while, but that's where we move their business to. They are taking inbound calls. I ask agents when I'm live on a, in, a, in, a, uh, in a live presentation, I'll say, raise your hand if you have a listing right now where you literally would like to have the seller taken outside, tarred, feathered, and beaten. Literally, like literally, you would like to turn them into the whatever commission. I mean, just the most horrible, horrible uh, seller ever. Raise your hand if you have one. And everyone in the room will raise their hand. And then I'll say, keep it up if it was a cold lead or a relative. And everyone starts laughing and every hand stays up. OK, because it's either a relative who's just shaking you down and be a pain in the butt because they're a relative or you got it off Zillow or Realtor.com or, you know, but we're one of the many places where you had to do battle to get it, to get it. And those people, those are the people where you come in and you're all ready to take the listing. And I mean, you're just ready. You've done all your research. You know, the property's worth $749,000. I know we're in a crazy market right now. Just play along with me for a second. You know, the property's worth seven forty nine. dollars you walk in the door and they, they look you in the eye. Pretend we're pre-COVID just for a minute because right now I know we're crazy town. And they look you in the eye and they go, yeah, 870. 
And you're like, wait, what? Well, my next door neighbor, they have a wet bar in their basement. They have the oh, 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 oh. that those are always those listings. The listings you want are what we call what I like to call a cookie listing. That's when you walk in, you list the house and then you eat cookies and walk around and look at pictures for the other 58 minutes. OK, those listings, those buyers come just like this. I'm going to need you to call. I'll pick Sandra because I can see her. She has her camera on. I'm going to need you to call Sandra Franco right now over at Franco Realty. Um, by the way, do whatever she says. Um, don't question her at all. She will completely take care of you. She takes care of everyone I know. And Sandra rolls into that. She lists the house in about eight minutes and then eats cookies and looks at pictures. Okay. Um, and you can have a business like that. But the only way you can have it is if you have relationships because the two greatest sales techniques ready everyone should write this down because i'm like a genius that's why bill's friends with me so i don't know if you all know this but bill's extremely smart okay captain of the, of the debate team at usc don't debate him okay um here's the two best sales techniques ready it's very complicated get ready to write it down guilt and sympathy okay but you can't have either one of them without a relationship because they're emotions Okay, so if there's no relationship, there will be no guilt. No one will feel guilty that you didn't help them buy their house or you didn't list their house. No one will be sympathetic to you having the commission because there's no relationship. So, Bill, not to go crazy, but that's just in a, in a nutshell. You know, I cover all this in my crush groups or whatever, but just for them to get in my head a little bit. I am the anti cold call guy. I am the anti lead gen system guy. If you're if, if you join one of my groups and you're currently paying money for lead gen, I will tell you my goal is by the end of the group for to remove the needle from your arm and never have you pay for lead gen again. Okay? Because I work with agents all over the country that close one, 200 transactions a year with no foreclosures, no uh, no short sales, none of that crap, no REO, um, and it's all just referred. Now, just that doesn't happen in one minute, but any Every person on this call can have that business, okay? You know the number one reason agents don't crush it out of the park? Anyone want to guess? They don't want any more best friends. Because what I teach is I teach you how to create a set of new best friends that's going to refer you lots of business. But you're literally going to treat them like best friends. It's not going to be fake. And a lot of agents are like, eh, you know, I'll tell them to do certain activities. And they'll be like, ah, I don't want to do that. And I'll dare them to do that. And then they'll call me back and go, yeah, that worked. That was right. You were right on that. So, Bill, that's just a nutshell. I know you've probably heard me say that 9,000 times. But but that's that's what that's the core of uh, what I teach. And then it gets tactical off right. that. And I, and I try to repeat that. And I'll do it as well as you do. So I think in particular, what this group is interested in is particularly the realm of probate attorneys. And particularly listings, because in the probate, everybody's really buying the house, you're, you're looking to get listings. As realtors today, that's what we're all focused on. So we go back to your original comment. The goal is not to get contracts. The goal is to get uh, is to meet people and create new best friends. In this case, and get referrals. In this case, these are attorneys, and then get referrals from them. So we want to go a little deeper on what's the process to make a best friend with an attorney. So. so yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm gonna say, so how do I get started with that? I mean, I know some and, and my clients know some, but how do I take it from somebody who I just have a name and number of to, you know, beginning the process, at least I understand it takes time. And I did this. I did what you told me to do. So I'm asking you to kind of say out loud what I did. Okay. So, so, you know, first of all, I love all these coaches and all these salespeople that literally teach what I call the shakedown sale. By the way, if any of you all have a button a name tag or anything on your uh, marketing that says, I love referrals. I think it's the funniest thing ever. Who doesn't love referrals? Really? I mean, you know, there are agents, there are there are coaches that teach agents to throw people to the ground in the supermarket, literally put their foot on their chest, lean in and say, who do you know who needs to buy real estate while you're wearing your little name tag, shoving cards down their throat. Okay. I'm the exact opposite of that. All right. I think if you're valuable and they know you're valuable, and you're liked and you're trusted, you're going to get referrals, okay? Anyone you have to talk into anything never works out well. I'm a firm believer that you can't sell anything to anyone. They buy when they're ready and you need to be in front of them, okay? So when it comes to attorneys and meeting attorneys, 
Bill, I'm going to give a divorce attorney example, and then we're going to just full probate right into it. Okay. So if I had a, if I had a list of clients, again, Bill, this, this could turn into a 12 hour phone call, so I won't go too deep into it. But if I had a list of people that I had done business with, or, you know, Bill in my world, meet the big five, you know, if I had a list of those people, by the way, the big five is on my website, if you want to see it, but, and met those people, one of the things I would simply do is I would network within my list just to see who even knows probate attorneys. Okay. And what I would say is I would say to the people, Hey, I happen to have referrals because I'm in real estate and I don't really have great probate attorneys to make referrals to. And I'm always looking to make new friends and to meet great attorneys that I can refer people to. Whether you have referrals or not, it doesn't matter. Okay. Now, part two, when you start meeting people, is providing value before you ask for anything. So I'm going to give you a divorce attorney example. Okay. Um, great real estate agents all have one or two divorce attorneys in their pocket as far as a refer for referral sources. Same with great loan officers. All right. Because divorce attorneys are always in the middle of some type of real estate, something, something going on, whether they're buying, selling, they're selling something and they're both buying something else. They're keeping, they're doing this, whatever. They're always in the middle of something. Okay. Um, and great divorce attorneys, typically, while attorneys don't love making referrals because they're very scared you're going to screw it up. And then it came and then it came from them. And then they're going to be professionally looked down on. The way you start is by basically offering your service. I'm going to say for free, but you don't ask for anything. You simply say, hey, if you ever had a question about anything having to do with real estate, please call me. I'm glad to answer your question. OK, if you ever had a question about anything real estate related that was then related to a probate issue, Please call me because I've seen most stuff. You know, I've been deposed. I've been to court a bunch of times. I know what goes on. I'd love to help you. Not do you have any referrals for me? So those of you people that have been trained to literally kill at first sight, as in if you don't ask for the business, you'll never get it. Untrain yourself real quick because you're the one that doesn't get it. Okay. You might get one thing, but long term, you get nothing. All right. If they don't think you want anything, that's when they're going to be interested to talk to you. And you sincerely can't want anything. Relationships are a marathon, not a sprint. Okay? Relationships are a marathon, not a sprint. I have never met a great agent anywhere in the country. And by the way, I've been doing this since 1989. I got in when I was five years old. They let me in early. Okay? I have never... Matt, I've been coaching and mentoring real estate agents since 1997. I've never met, pardon my French, an ass-kicking agent that was an ass-kicker because they murdered people in the, park, in the parking lot at the supermarket with a name tag on to sell them house. ever. There's not enough time in the day to do that, okay? Even though there are plenty of trainers and teachers and coaches that literally coach that. Always wear your name tag. Why? Why? I mean, why? So people can run from you? You know, pre-COVID, who, who here went in Best Buy before pre-COVID? You walk in, there's like 19 people with the blue vests on. They all attack you. And you put your hands up like you're Franco Harris running down the field for the Steelers, pushing people away. Right? Just looking. Just looking. Just looking. Okay? It does the opposite of what you think it's supposed to do. Those are sales techniques for people that don't want any new best friends, that don't understand what your job is. If you understand your job is to build those relationships, you will have the highest hourly rate of any agent you know. And that's what I'm all about. I'm all about hourly rate. That's what I'm about. What are you working for? What did you do to get that transaction? How long did it take you? How did it come in? What did it cost you? What's your ROI? With me, it would be zero probably, okay? Because you didn't have to buy it. But when we start talking about probate attorneys and any type of attorney, 
there's certain things you need to know. Number one, attorneys see themselves as extremely, extremely professional. Okay. The world sees us as unprofessional agents, car salesmen, and loan officers. We are unfortunately at the bottom of the heap. I'm not saying I agree with it, but we are. Okay. So you need to understand that when you're talking to attorneys, because they think they have an advanced degree. Therefore, they are, they're way more advanced than we are. And they're way more professional and they know more. Not necessarily the case, probably with many people on this call. You probably know just as much as that attorney. You just don't know Latin and you can't go to court, but you probably know just as much regarding real estate, but they usually don't think that. So one of the things you have to understand is when you first start talking to them and you meet them, they are thinking this. So don't think they're not, just embrace it and go with it. Okay. Who here does martial arts? Put your hand up. Okay, anyone, okay? Karate is an attacking martial art, correct? Judo is pull the other guy on top of you. You wanna be doing judo all day, every day. No attacking, pull them down right on top of you, get in the guard and take care of business, okay? No attacking, all right? So if you get in that zone with attorneys, you'd be really surprised how far you can go how quickly at building real value-based relationships. And it might take three months, six months of you answering questions, taking phone calls before you actually get a referral because they need to completely trust you. And then suddenly your phone's going to ring and you say, hey, hey, this is Joe Allen. How can I help you? I'm, I, I called on her because she's, she's using her Emmy board right now. By the way, very good job at the multitask. I like it. My hands are below, so you can't see them. I'm just kidding. So, hey, hey, Joellen, it's uh, it's Bill Smith. By the way, you didn't have to stop. You're not bothering me. Hey, hey, Joellen, it's Bill Smith, who happens to be an attorney. Hey, listen, um, I got a name. I'd like you to call him. Um, I got something going on right now, and I need to list a bunch of properties. Can you take care of it? And you're going to be like, touchdown. Okay? But that might take six, six months. And let me tell you all something. Bill wasn't expecting this out of me. Okay? But I've known Bill for a long time. Okay. In fact, I've known Bill since 1994. If you do the math, I think I was 11 when I met him. Okay. I know I've known Bill since 1994 and Bill has done every single thing I'm talking about over the past three years. He's literally been doing this slow, steady, ground, pound, you know, just grind. He's just been moving walls an inch, not moving them a foot. And now, boom, his business has completely blossomed and opened up. If he would have come at it with a sledgehammer, he would not be where he is right now because he'd have a long list of pissed off probate attorneys that wanted nothing to do with him because they, would th they, they thought he was over aggressive and unprofessional because to them, if you're aggressive, that's unprofessional, by the way, unless they're a criminal defense attorney. Would you agree with that, Bill? Well, I, I want to correct you. I did start the first three days as I had been trained as Mike Ferguson, <laughs> cold calling petitioners, okay. attorneys, and got nothing for it and realized this is never going to work. And then talked right. to the phone one day and we talked it out. And because I was on a, uh, I, I helped Joel coach real estate agents. And so I was listening in on the call, both as a help, as my role in, in, the, in the coaching, as well as for myself. I'm taking notes. I should do this. I should do that. I should do this. I should do that. I realized I'm, I'm 180 degrees wrong, turned it around and then immediately jumped in. I'll share with you another lesson just to put into practical terms what you just said. You know, um, many of us get phone calls from people we think are kind of beneath us. I had a, a paralegal who would call me for um, copies of deeds. Now, we all know that a title rep will give them access, a title rep will give them uh, an application they can use to get them. I could give them access to my application if I wanted to. I don't want that. I want her calling me and getting it back right away. So her attorney called me last week and I've got a couple of deals from them. And she said, you know, Bill, I'm really sorry. Stephanie needs a couple of deeds and we feel like we're bothering you. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I have nothing more important in the world to do than to wait for you to call me, ask for a deed and get it to you so you can file a probate, especially when it involves real estate. That's what I do. That's my job is to help you be better with your clients and then occasionally I get a deal from you. And it's understanding that is our, my goal. It's not something I'm willing to do. It's not the dirty job. That is the job. 
is to be of service. So let me let me take it if I could a step further. And I we didn't prep this, and you didn't like give me permission to go here, but I'm going to go here. Um, <laughs> Joel coaches uh, uh, real estate agents. It's called the Crush Program. It's um, currently in a 13 week format, and these are people who've seen them already, and then have been prepared to get up to week eight or nine. What does an appointment? What does a lunch look like with a person you're building a relationship with? Or an attorney. Maybe we could fast forward a little bit because some of these people on the call have one attorney or two, maybe a past client, maybe they met them through a deal that they could call. What are some suggestions on how a realtor should conduct themselves if they get a chance to invite an attorney to lunch versus what they shouldn't do? Okay, so number one, I'm um, there, sorry, no, no brochures, no cards, no nothing. No name laptops, tag. no nothing. Name, name if you have a name tag right now, you can feel free to just burn it. If you want to burn it on the call, it would be fun. Anyone that wants to burn it in front of me, that'd be awesome. Okay. Uh, literally nothing. You show up uh, and you're not allowed to say the word real estate or anything about real estate the whole time. Holy moly. Okay. Zero. If you say it, you fail. Now they're going to think you want to talk about it. And when they do, you duck, evade and come back to it at the end. Okay. Then when you leave, okay. When you leave in your car, you have notes, stamps, and pens. Before you do anything, you send a handwritten note to that attorney at their office. By the way, you'll be the only agent that's ever done this ever to the attorney that simply says, now people have paradigms with this. Okay. This is not a thank you note. The reason people don't do this is they think it's a thank you note. This is an acknowledgement note, okay? Dear Bill, great having lunch with you today at Miguel's House of Hoagies, okay? Um, uh, really had a great time. Uh, hope your daughter wins her soccer game this weekend. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Miguel, you want to unmute? I am. Do you put a business card in the note? I would. We'll see. We'll see who's been listening to me. Absolutely not. You do not put it in the note. It's extremely aggressive. It's salesy. They already know who you are. They know what you do. You don't need to shove it in their face. And by the way, you just sent them a handwritten note. And you're probably the only agent that's ever done it. Ever. Okay, now listen, handwritten notes. Who here has ever heard of time blocking? Put your hand up or give me a thumbs up. Okay. Time blocking is one of the dumbest activities you could ever do. Okay, time blocking is for dummies, for idiots. Whoever told you to do it, cross-check them and see if they ever sold any real estate in their life, all right? We activity block, we don't time block. When you tell someone that's a salesperson to make 100 phone calls in a row, here's how it works. Call one, nothing happens. Call two, nothing happens. Call three, nothing happens. Call four, nothing happens. Right before call four, donut. Oh, donuts. I'm going to get up and have a donut. Then while you're eating your donut, you get another call and suddenly your whole time block is done and you've done nothing. Okay. Uh, if you're really good at calling 100 people in an hour, you should go work at a call center. Okay. That probably is what you should be doing with the headset on. All right. That, that probably is your job because that's not, uh, that, that is not um, really, uh, really your job. So, Bill, did you want me to go? So, so with, with handwritten notes, everyone, if you try to time block them, like on Thursdays at four, I write all my notes. That's an epic fail because you only can't even remember the conversation. All right. So is there anyone on this phone call right now that's like really into working out? Anyone? I mean, I do a lot of rowing, but I have like a zero pack. Okay. Anyone who's like really, really into working out. All right. Like, like as an eight pack of someone that we all hate. Anyone on here? Okay. I can't, I can't tell because there's only a bunch of, not that many cameras on. Okay. This is the person that, by the way, on Sunday night, they take the big thing of unsalted uh, cashews from Costco and they pour out and they put like 12 in each little baggie and they make seven baggies. And at three o'clock in the afternoon, what they do is they eat a baggie of cashews, which is like a perfect mix of carbon fat. Now, the rest of us, like me at three o'clock, I'm like, oh, it's three o'clock. Uh, okay, what can I shove my face right now before I kill someone? Oh, Snickers? Who cares? Uh, Doritos? Whatever. I'm going to eat anything in front of me, okay? Because I'm not prepared. But the guy with the eight pack, he or she 
They were prepared. They just take a little bag of cashews. Let me tell you a little hint. 12 cashews will do it, buddy. You don't, you don't need to eat a Snickers bar if you eat 12 cashews. It'll do it. Okay? Now, if you don't have the notes with you, you won't write them. People that work with me have notes in their front seat, in the passenger seat. Stamps, pens, that note is written before anyone checks email, voicemail, texting, nothing. You write that note. And then you mail it. People that work with me know where every mailbox is in their area. Let me tell you, you want to talk about shock and awe? If you actually happen to be in the same zip code as where the attorney is, and you write that note the same day and put it in a mailbox and they get it the next day, you will blow their minds. They will not know what to do with themselves, literally. And by the way, it is one of the single most professional things you could ever do is acknowledging somebody else. It's not cheesy. It's not BS. It's not uh, insincere. It's actually very sincere. And when you mention something that you talked about in that note, you're taking it to a whole nother level. I hope your daughter wins her soccer game. Okay. So when you're meeting with someone, which I call a B2B, which is a belly to belly, breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, coffee is not allowed. There are no coffee meetings allowed whatsoever. Coffee is not for closers. Coffee is for losers. Sorry if I offended anyone. Coffee is fast and impersonal. If I was in a live event right now, I'd ask, are there any single ladies? I'd wait for someone to raise their hand. I would call on them and say, hey, why do you go for coffee with a blind date? And, I, and then I don't even let them answer. I go, so you can get the hell out of there if they're a toad at 100 miles an hour. Finish your coffee and go. Okay. Coffee is short and it's impersonal. That's not what you're trying to do when you're sitting in front of an attorney for 90 minutes. You're trying to establish like. And when you walk away from that, what I call B2B, you want that attorney to say, wow, Miguel is really cool. I like him. I didn't realize that his kids went to the same high school as mine or whatever. Not, oh, Miguel seems like he's a great real estate agent. Who cares? That's assumed. You better be a good real estate agent. Okay. Remember, you're dealing with an attorney. Okay. They think they're above you professionally immediately you got to assume you're already playing ball there okay and i'll tell you something else i mean i get into this kind of stuff with people one-on-one -on -one, but you know you'd be very careful about what you're wearing and what you look like okay because they're imagining you with their client all right and if they don't like seeing you with their client you're never going to be with their client okay so you better look the way they want you to look and that doesn't mean you have to have a suit on gentlemen and ladies, but that means you need to look professional and you need to act professional. And I'm sorry, but you need to know which fork to pick up because they're probably watching that. I'm not kidding. Okay. Because they're making a referral and they're referring their good name out. They have an advanced, they have an advanced degree. They're going to be very careful. I'll, whenever loan officers say to me, Joe, I just don't understand these financial planners. They have all these re refinance business. Why won't they refer to me? And I'll look at the loan officer and go, because you're unprofessional. You don't return calls and you turn your phone off. It's like four o'clock on Thursday and don't turn it back on until Monday. They don't want to be associated with you. How can you expect that? Okay. They got $10 million of this guy's money. They're going to make a referral to you. You're going to screw it up. And then the guy's going to take his money out. By the way, that's how it works. Okay. So you... You really have to, if you're going to play ball like this, if you're going to play probate ball, I mean, I've seen Bill, he's, I mean, we're pre-COVID suited up every time because he knows what these attorneys are looking for. Okay. I mean, literally suited up old school. Like we used to wear suits every day. I remember the first time I'm like, why are you wearing a suit? He's like, I'm going to the courthouse. Sorry, Bill. You're muted, Bill. I can't hear you. Still can't hear you. Can you guys hear him? You guys can hear me though, right? Yes. Yeah. That's there what we can't hear him. Bill? No, no. Okay, who wants to do the lip reading thing with Bill? It'll be fun. What, all right. Testing one, two, three. Uh, yeah, we got now we can hear you. Back. Now we can hear you. Yeah. We have Lizzie. Now. Testing no, one, two, three. Now, one, two, three, testing, one, two, three. Yes. Technical issue with a microphone. Okay. So what I was saying, I wear that suit because that's how they dress when they go to court. There you go. You're mirroring. Exactly. You're mirroring. 
I also have two sets of business cards, one for realtors and clients and one for attorneys. Attorney ones look like attorney business cards. They're black and white, one font, no logo, no picture, just name, address, phone number. Uh, it's very, it's, 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 it's very smart. You have to be patient. You have to understand it's a marathon, not a sprint. You have to fight everything in your body. Some of you on this call are hardened criminals. And what I mean by that is you pull that business card out and put that in their hand before they ask for it. You're asking for a referral before they even take their third breath. You are literally trying to take them down and out on a complete, like over the head, throw down WWE crush that you learned somewhere. That is the exact opposite of what you should be doing at any time. I'll get on the phone. I know every big real estate trainer there is. I'll battle it out with them right now about who's right. Cause I already know I'm right. hundred percent. Now these principles apply, not just to attorneys, but really to all professionals that we meet or anybody we meet. It's the same principle, right? As far as building relationships. I mean, that's how I teach it. When I teach agents how to build relationships out of their sphere, out of their uh, SOI, their sphere of influence. Um, yes. I'm teaching the same way, same activities, but it's really, I spend a lot of time on uh, not psychology, not like, you know, foo foo psychology, but a lot of time basically just hitting you with a shovel until I can get you loosened up a little bit so you can get in the right zone. And then you start literally having success immediately. You heard Bill admit he's been listening to me for years and he still blew me off. Okay. Now he hit himself in the head with a shovel, but he was able to do that. And then immediately he started seeing things happen, but he also had to be very, very patient with his business. Now look at him. I mean, now, I mean, he was an expert before. Now he's a probate expert because he did it right. I mean, whatever he's telling you is right on because he did it. I watched him do it. So, and by the way, it didn't happen in two seconds. He was, he was, he got frustrated. He, he, he thought about coming off his game. I'm sure more than once, which is, you just feel like just starting to cold call people or whatever. And you got to just fight it. You, you, you can't do it. Because you'll win every time. Bill, I don't, think I've, I don't think I've ever met an agent that has not won using what I'm telling them unless they're lazy and they just like literally don't care and they're not working. Well, the lazy part is follow what you do in the short run. In the long run, you can work less because my early rate's higher now as a result of all that. So much less. So much less. 100%. You know, so for those of you on the call today, um, Joel, as a favorite, came on. He really teaches this over a 13-week period in a program he calls Crush, Real Estate Crush. It's uh, agent, put, agent Crush, Bill. It's on the site under real estate. Yeah, I'm going to put in the text right now. So okay. is interested. Uh, you also do a call for real estate agents once a week. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, we, I haven't been doing that. We need to reschedule those. That's, a, that's mortgage, but they're real, they're real estate agents that, that come on there. But what I would suggest is people take a look at the agent crush. If I haven't said anything to really offend you, um, uh, you know, completely offend you uh, by being direct, you should look at agent crush because everything that I do, um, I don't do any contracts as in literally I suck. You fire me. Like there's no, like some other big real estate trainers. There are no contracts. Everything is month to month. You're risking one month. And by the way, if I suck so bad, I'll give you your money back after the first month. I could care less. I don't care because I believe in what I'm doing. Um, so, Bill, that course is really it for right now. Um, it's on there under Agent Crush. Uh, we've got great success stories with it. Um, it it's well, just most agents will triple their units within 12 months that go through that. Well, I don't know. Just know that's true because I've called those agents and been on the calls with those agents. I am one of those agents. Yeah. And that's, that's really all I did was right. those, those into implementation. So in the chat box, bigjoel.com slash real estate, if you're interested in more. In the meantime, for free, we have them on the call. So literally, I get asked, there's, there's a bunch, there's 64 people on the call today. I get asked, how do I get more business from uh, attorneys? I want to say every day. Maybe it's only three days a week. But you guys, and I'm sure on this call, 20 of you, here's your chance. Here is a guy who's trained more real estate agents to get more business from more attorneys, I think, than anybody in America. Not by cold calling them, not by mailing them postcards, but by developing relationships. Here's your chance. So if you have a question, go ahead and put in the chat box. And those of you who are watching this on YouTube, 
You put the question in the chat box. I'll get it to Joel and we'll answer it in uh, within a couple of days on the backside. But those of you who are in, on the call now, here's your chance. Either put it in the chat box, raise your hand, or just jump off of the mute. And let's, let's see what we can uh, learn together real fast. Hey, Joel. Yes, who, tell me who's talking. It's uh, William, William Malcolm. Uh, is that is that the Bay Bridge behind you, the San Francisco Bay Bridge? What do we got? What's your background? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> a little Bay Bridge action for you. I know yeah. you're not standing. I know you're not standing on a bluff right now. You're doing what's called the <laughs> Zoom cheat. But is is that the Bay Bridge? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Are you from the Bay Area? No, I just love the view. <laughs> All right, great. Where are you? Where are you? Los Angeles. Okay, excellent. All right, I was there last week. You got the floor. So I'm just wondering. Um, how do you go about making the initial uh, connection? Because a lot of times you got to go through the secretary or the gatekeeper and just making that initial uh, appointment. I, it's hard to get them on the phone every time. Okay. I call. So Al, I mean, uh, William, sorry. I said Al because I turned the chat on and Al put, uh, uh, Al put, Al, Al's got something in the chat. Sorry. Um, so William, you know, where I would start is you're not going to get anywhere cold calling. Okay. I would start with people you already know and ask them if they know someone and then say, may I use your name when I call? And then when you call, you say, Bill Gross asked me to give you a call. You still might not get a call back, but at least you're using a warm name. Okay. I would start there. I mean, look, you could start the way Bill started, but you guys, you know, Bill's like a grinder. I mean, he is a, like he's a, he's a bull in, a, in, in multiple China shops. He went and sat in the courthouse. Like he, he went like me old school. Okay. And that's not really doable right now with COVID yet. So I would 100% go through the people you already know. I guarantee you, William, you could get three names. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Because it's so, as people get older, I don't want to get into this expert stuff because I'm not an expert. As people get older and accumulate more wealth as they get older and then get sick and realize that if they haven't tied their stuff up in a trust, no one in their family is going to get anything because they're going to spend all their money taking care of themselves before they unfortunately pass away. So trusts have always been important, but they're even more important as people are living longer. So I would be shocked, William, if you, if but through the people you know, you couldn't get three solid names that you could then leave a message or even send an email, okay? Um, but using the other person's name. And if you're sending an email, you would put the other person's name in the subject line. So it would trigger them to look at it, okay? Yes, sir. I mean, I mean that, that is 100% what I would be doing in a COVID world right now. Thank you. You're welcome. Nice. You're welcome, Bill. I don't know anything. Uh, anything else is in there. I'm not. I did. I, now I'm not going to look at the chat because it took me off my game, and I called William Al. <laughs> so well, Joe and, Allen, you're off the hook with the Emory board. You're good. You're off the hook with the Emory board. You're good. I just had a little faux pas. So you're off the hook. Okay. Yeah, very, I, have a, I have a question. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I built some relationships with uh, some probate attorneys through a for, through an attorney that I knew, mm -hmm. um, but I haven't yet received any business. But I just today gave their name again to two other people, so I know it's going to take time, right? It just slowly keeps, you know, the more they hear. So my yeah. So if you when you say you gave their name, tell me how you made that referral. Tell me literally, tactically, exactly what you did. Well, I've met the attorney one of the attorneys and she liked what I had to offer as far as how I work with probate and what I'm doing. Um, and then, so today I got a client that uh, thought that it was going to be a probate, but then was handed a trust that she did not know about. And she was a okay. girlfriend and she wants to still have her probate court go through. So I've referred her to two of my probate attorneys to have them look at the trust. Okay. And now I, I, tactical, Dirty. How did you refer them exactly? Call, text, email. What did you do? Oh, to the lady, to the refer, to who I was giving the referral to, phone no. and email. Okay. So you told your person to call them or you called the attorney and said to call your person? 
I, my person needed to call an attorney right now. So I said, call these two numbers. And so she okay. both. And did you immediately call the attorney and say, this person's calling you and here's their number? No, I did not. Okay. That should be happening every single time. Okay. okay. That is you showing the attorney how invested you are in the relationship. Okay. Think about, um, Joellen, when you make a referral to any of your ancillary partners. Okay. Do you just say call them or do you actually put them together? You put them together when you want them to be together, right? Like your favorite lender or whoever it is. If it's my loan officer, I'll get them on the phone and do a three-way call. Okay. Okay. So it's the same concept. Okay. okay. Now with an attorney, you might not be able to do that, but make sure the attorney feels the love. It could be a group text. It could, Bill, can you mute whoever that is? It could simply be a group text. It could literally be like, you know, just a, hey, so-and-so meet so-and-so. Hey, Bill, my friend Nancy said she needed to talk to an attorney right away. I figured I would lay a text in. Not sure when you're going to see this. We're going to email you as well. Right. That okay. attorney will be thinking subconsciously, wow, Joellen really is trying to get me some business. And it can show the data, right? The how many referrals I've sent over, like it'll. I yeah. mean, you, you can, but you're getting a little clinical there. You have to be careful with that because that's not the way attorneys think. That's a that's a question for another time, which I could spend an hour on the answer on what you say to them when you're at that point. And also, okay. you, you, you don't, you're not a fan of buying leads, no buying leads. That's a no-no. But I buy probate leads and they work for me. Okay. Probate leads are a little different than buying Zillow leads for people that are trying to buy houses. Okay, yeah, that, what I was referring to is Zillow and Boomtown and, you know, not a specific okay. probate lead. But I will tell you, Joellen, my goal would be like, if I was working with you, for you to never buy a probate lead again, for you to not even have to. Do you know what I mean? And and that's that's a specific league. So everyone, just to clarify, thank you for saying that. I'm not saying not to buy a probate lead, especially if it works for you. No problem. Yeah. I'm talking about I teach the agents that work with me to pull that needle out of their arm on Zillow and Boomtown and you know whatever. So that's good. That's a probate then. Yeah. I'm with my probate. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Probate leads are nine dollars a month for all the filings in the county. Yeah. Zillow leads are like 40 bucks a piece. You got to buy yeah. 20 or 40 of them, you have $1,000. I, I love when agents will be all proud of their Zillow and I get in their business to take out a calculator and it takes me three minutes to show them they have negative ROI. I, I, Literally, I, I they're made, losing money on the deal. I made $19,000 commission um, on off of one, one probate lead that basically paid for, like, I can't give it up on one letter that was answered. So, and I just had yeah, a sure. So I just want to make sure no, that no. you're on that. Okay. That's a different, that's a different deal. That's not what I was referring to the classic Zillow boomtown. Gotcha. You, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. It, gotcha. And yeah. the thing I, I say, uh, Joel, Joel, is it's not that you shouldn't do that. It's that you shouldn't just do that. You shouldn't just mail and call petitioners or attorneys. You can do two or three different things and add it together to be more effective. Got it. Um, if I can jump over to Al, Al called me during the week. He had an appointment with an attorney. He asked him what to do or say. I basically walked him through Joel's crush. Uh, he does an hour long on how to conduct yourself on a business lunch appointment. Um, and I gave him uh, Al that. About five Al, you on the line? You want to share with us? You say it went fantastic. What did you do and what worked and what didn't work? Hey, first of all, is my audio working? Yes. Yes. Great. So I... Uh... Bicycle ride down here in my lake near me, and I seen this bizarre looking motorcycle the second time in a row. I had to go up to it and say, Hey, what's going on? Nice fellow sitting on the bike uh, with his wife in the back, and he says, Well, it's not my bike, but it is for sale. I said, really? He goes, Yeah, he goes, I'm an attorney. I said, Huh, I'm kind of curious, what kind of attorney are you? And he said, Well, I'm a probate attorney. I said, Really? I said, That's really weird. I said, I'm looking for a probate attorney. He goes, You are? I said, Yeah, but maybe not for the reasons you think. Uh, I said, I, I'm a real estate agent. He goes, yeah. I said, yeah. I said, but you know what? Look, get a little closer to the microphone. I think you're a little far away. Or... Okay, sure. Does that help? I yeah. Mike, you're going you're gonna to see the rest of this. So that's my big That's okay. That's okay. So he says he's a probate attorney. And I said, hey, that's, that's weird. I'm looking for a probate attorney. 
but not for the same reason you might think. I said, you know, I'm a realtor, and um, my hunch is probably have so many realtors in your hip pocket already, the last thing you need is another one. He goes, well, not necessarily. I figure if I'm poking holes in it, you know, give a negative reverse, he'll try to take my lead. So he does, and uh, we find out that we're both from Escondido. We have a lot in common. He says, listen, would it make sense if we have lunch together? So we have lunch two days ago. Um, actually, what had happened is his, his daughter, uh, it got delayed because his daughter has liver cancer or some sort of illness. She needed a transplant. So we put it off like a month, as I had told Bill. And eventually we get together two days ago. Um, his daughter got the liver transplant. She's getting well. But we have lunch. And um, of course, I, I it's like the last thing I want to talk about with real estate. I just wanted to get to know the guy. So I'm just asking questions. We're kind of building some bonding rapport, getting to know each other. And then he starts asking me questions. And I didn't really want to go towards business, but he did take it there. And uh, he got to feel comfortable with me because I wasn't, didn't have that commission breath that we all talk about, right? Um, so I just kept on remembering, just hold back. Don't be aggressive. Don't be salesy. And at the end, he says, well, you know, I'm the uh, uh, senior partner uh, where I'm at. And I says, that's, you've got to be proud. Uh, what else does that mean? He goes, well, it means I can go in and I can tell them to use El Russo. I said, you would do that for me? He goes, absolutely. I thought, hey, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm just hoping that I don't screw up too badly. I still have to write the note, Joel. I still have to write the note. And Al, and Al, one of the things you're talking about, I want to just throw it out there because it's an art and it takes a while to get good at it. It's called the duck and evade, the shuck and jive, you can call it whatever you want. When they go to business, you give them about 2% of the answer and then you change the subject. And then all the way at the end, when you're walking out to your cars, you go, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Remember when you asked me this, bah, here's the answer. Okay. And, and it's a, you have to do it a lot to get really good at it because people all have their own preconceived notions of what you want when you're sitting there. For example, Raise your hand right now if when you go to the family barbecue, everyone runs the other direction when you walk in. You don't have to put them up. Oh, my God, there's a realtor here. At run! They're all going to try to sell me something. Okay? The bottom line is people have preconceived notions. So what they want to do subconsciously, because most of us warm human beings want to please other human beings, they want to talk to you about what they think you want to talk about. So when they start doing that and then you duck and evade, change the subject and move it back to them the whole time, they get a warm feeling over their body. And then when you get really good, you'll remember all of that. And at the end, you go, oh, by the way, remember when you asked me about X, Y, Z? Here's the answer. Okay. That's the ninja level uh, lunch, lunch meet or dinner or drinks or breakfast, okay? But you gotta do a lot of them to get good at it because when somebody asks you a question, your brain is immediately saying, oh my God, you're you're having TWS. Anyone know what TWS is? It's called tail wag syndrome. Your tail is wagging so hard, you're knocking everything off the table. Oh my God, business, business, business. I'm getting a referral, woo! I'm getting a listing, woo! That's what you're thinking immediately so you can come off your game. You have to get good at, ignoring the tail wag syndrome you got to get even though yeah i got 19 listings for you right now oh my god that's so great by the way did you go to high school here i mean boom you keep changing they don't know what to do with themselves and then you come back at the end and you say oh yeah about those 19 listings i can take them all let's go and at that point they love you it doesn't matter okay they don't even realize what's going on it's it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of psychology and i'm sorry to get like that i my, my number one interview question when I go on TV and I do interviews about my book, the little book on Big Ego, is people like to uh, give me a hard time and say, you're not allowed to write this book. You're not a doctor, so you can't write this book. And I'm like, yeah, I might not be a doctor, but I've been in business for a long time. And I know exactly the way people think and how they roll and what they do. Okay. And that is exactly what's going on now. So you got to keep doing it 
to get good and good and better and better. And then suddenly you're going to do one and you're going to be like, wow, I just, just nailed that, you know? And that's when you get that phone call, you know, you're going to get that phone call pretty soon and they're going to load in and you didn't ask for anything. You didn't, you didn't book anything. You didn't do anything. So I just wanted to add that. I appreciate that. That's great advice. Thank you. One question. Um, yes. Anyone who has some input or insight on this. So my, my biggest challenge is, because uh, uh, I have not been a high production agent. I've had some distractions. So when a, a prospective uh, client says, asks you, how many houses have you sold? How long have you been in real estate? My hunch is they're asking the wrong question because uh, what they really need to know, I think, is maybe are, can they trust us to do a good job? Well, what they're asking is the questions they think they're supposed to ask that they read on a website somewhere, which we all know is completely wrong. So whenever anyone asks a question that I know is unfounded, like it's a dumb question, okay, I immediately go into why. And I'll say, are you, are you, ask, are you asking that for a reason? Are you ba do you base how many houses someone sold on whether they're going to do a good job? You're selling your house? You know, and usually that just befuddles them. You know, they don't really know where to go with that. And then, you know, the other thing is, is if people smell fear on you, if you're either trying to sell, sell something or jam something down their throat, or you're unsure that you're asking someone to bring out the big guns and mow you down. So confidence is a big piece of everything. People like to be around very confident people. Okay, you could be very confident, know nothing about how to write a contract and get a listing. I'm sure, you know plenty of agents like that. All right. But the bottom line is, is when someone's asking you those questions, number one, Al, you got to say, okay, how did we get here? Why are they even asking me this? You know, was it a cold lead? Because in my, if you do it Joel way, you're not getting asked those questions because you're getting referred in in fuego. You're on fire when you get that lead. So they they would never ask you. They might ask how you met the referral source on cold leads. You shove it back to them. You know, well, how many houses have you sold? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've sold too many houses to know how many houses I've sold. I have a question for you. Are you asking that for a specific reason? Are you judging? Are you, are, is the answer to that question? Are you judging on whether I'll be able to sell your house? Cause if that's what you're asking, Oh, I'll definitely be able to sell your house. That's what you're asking. And here are the reasons why. Blah. You must have a concern, and if, if you have a concern, uh, and this may not be the case with you, but a lot of people are wondering if I'm actually able to sell their house or not. I don't know if that's what you're asking. Yeah, I mean, it's listen, it's it's a it's it's a total turnaround. It's a it's a it's a complete. You know, someone asks a loan officer, "What's your rate?" That's your favorite question, right? What's your rate? Dumbest question in the world, by the way. Literally, there's no stupider question ever in the whole world than what's your rate. And the answer is, what rate are you looking for? I've every rate. I have 0%. I have 100%. Which rate are you looking for? Oh, and by the way, rates are attached to properties, and there's 20 different things to determine what the rate is. So tell me exactly what you want to know, and I'll let you know. You know what I mean? I mean, there's, there's, and I don't mean that that aggressively, but there's a million ways to do that in real estate with people. You know, how long have you been selling real estate? My answer would be not long enough to be retired. And then I would pivot right off that. Okay. If I was new. If I was new, that, that would be my answer. So I promise, Joel, I keep this to 30 minutes and we're up in an hour. Bill, Bill, you know if Erica comes down here, it's not going to be pretty. You're I know. Right. So yeah. get His wife yeah. is like four foot tall, but she, she scares the hell out of me. So I'm going to uh, wrap up. Uh, first off, I want to thank Joel for his time today. A good friend, uh, Joel Epstein. Uh, in the chat box is his website, is his uh, coaching program if you're interested, is a link to his book, the little book on uh, Big Ego. Uh, and if you need that information, text me, email me. I'll get that. Bill, there's all the, all the podcast, all the, all me interviewing agents, all the podcasts are in there too. They're all audio yeah. and video. We yeah. shoot them in a TV studio. So they're all in there as well. They're on the website. And then, um, so I can link you in that. And then when Joel offers real estate programs, I promote them within my group. So feel free to stay tuned and jump on those when they come up as well. So look, Joel, thank you so much for being on with us today. Um, thank you, we, we do this every Thursday at four o'clock uh, Pacific time, uh, probateweekly.com. Next week, I have a great guest, 
Uh, not as good as Joel, but but very good. Kevin Sales, who is a title rep, but specializes in probate, teaches attorneys how to do probate and avoid hangups in their closings. And in two weeks, I'm going to be in New York, New York, with a very special guest who's a vendor who's going to help you, those of you who want to help your clients get through their probates more quickly and efficiently. I'll leave it at that uh, for now. So thank you all for being on the call today. Questions, call me, text me, email me. Uh, Joel's information is in the chat box. will be in the YouTube as thank well. Thank you. Well, thanks again. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Hey, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, Bill, so much. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill.